Delicious, meat nutritious, and the snack that packs a real protein punch, wonderful pistachios. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value and making wonderful pistachios one of the highest protein nuts out there. But perhaps more than that, I love all of the flavors they have. Their sea salt and vinegar ones are my favorite when I'm craving that flavor, but still want to keep it healthy. But that's just the tip of the iceberg. Wonderful pistachios come in a variety of flavors like chili roasted, honey roasted, smoky barbecue, and jalapeno lime, to name a few. Perfect for enjoying with family or friends and taking them with you on the go. Whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snacking game today. So fill up with a healthy snack when hunger strikes. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. That's wonderfulpistachios.com. This is Optimal Living Daily, episode 1455, Optimal Living Advice by Greg Audino with oldpodcast.com. And I'm Justin Mollick, the guy who's been reading articles, book excerpts, essays, sometimes stories, every day, including holidays for over three years. But today's a little different. I'm sharing a question and answer episode from our brand new podcast called Optimal Living Advice. You can find it by searching for Optimal Living Advice in the podcast app of your choice or wherever you're listening to this. And please do. You can also send in your own questions to be answered. The host is Greg Audino, certified life coach and actor. Uh, He's from shows like Westworld, a favorite of mine, New Girl, NCIS, and more. He has great answers. And if you send in a question to that show and it is answered, I'll send you a book from our collection, whichever one you choose. So definitely do that. Search and subscribe to Optimal Living Advice to show your support. And here's a question and answer from the show as we optimize your life. I'm not talking to my sister and haven't been for about two years. Members of my family are not talking to my sister. She has mental health problems and I know they're the cause of her behavior problems. She's basically extremely mentally abusive to her immediate family, especially her kids. The kids' school has called Child Protective Services based on the evidence of her mental abuse. And the kids that turned 18 moved out immediately, one requiring the assistance of the police to tell my sister that it was okay to leave. The youngest is trying to emancipate herself when she turns 16. My sister told me almost two years ago not to talk to her and never to come to her house again. I don't tell you this to tell you that she's bad. I'm just trying to give you a lot of perspectives. She's hurt a lot of people and broken her kids' hearts. My sister apologized to me when my dad died, and I didn't acknowledge that apology in that heated emotional time, and I told her clearly that her apology was not accepted. I avoid her at any occasion she's at. Two times in the last two months she's reached out to me, once for my birthday and the second time just to tell me she needs help. My mom told me that it's to clean out her house because she's a bit of a hoarder. I have not acknowledged or responded to the outreach, and I think it does not feel good at all to not even be acknowledged when you reach out to someone. Frankly, my life is okay without her drama and victimhood, and I don't feel I can forgive her for how badly she's hurt the kids and the they deal with every day that I see. I'm not sure I need this relationship and would appreciate any opinion or perspective or advice you have. What an extremely powerful question. I really appreciate you sending this in. Having people like yourself trust me enough to be vulnerable and ask for help with things like this is a real privilege for me. So it's a real good sample as well of what human connection is all about. So thank you again. It it means a lot to me and hopefully my answer uh, will mean a lot to you. Now, I want to begin by reassuring you that it is okay to not want a relationship with your sister or with any family member for that matter. 
a lot of times a strong history or obligation and, of course, blood relation can cloud our assessments of who is good for us to keep in touch with. And when it comes to people or things in our lives that we interpret as blocking our growth or providing more pain than pleasure, it's important to remove feeling as best we can and try to see things from an outside perspective. At the same time, though, we don't want to completely run away from these things, uh, as exploring them further and better understanding what they're about can be of great benefit for us and them. If we give it our best and try our hardest to understand any of life's stressors in detail, we can have more confidence going forward with our decisions, whether they be to keep the stressors in or out of our lives. So, what I want to do is make sure that if you feel it's best to keep your sister out of your life, you've considered the situation from as many angles as possible beforehand. Not having your sister in your life can and will be painful at times. It just will. But that doesn't mean it has to be a decision you regret. And regret can easily double that pain. In your case, your feelings towards your sister are totally valid and justified by how she's treated you and others close to you. Few would expect you to feel differently. Now, I encourage you to ask yourself if the same is true for her. How has your sister been treated by family? Or more importantly, how have her mental health problems influenced her perception of that treatment? Consider this question in terms of the past and the present. So for the past, has the family, as yourself included, made a strong effort to listen to her and given her the opportunity to be vulnerable and explain herself without the risk of being judged? For the present, do you think your sister's behavior could change now if family was in touch with her? I'm using family here not only because family is anyone's first and main source of trust and love, but also because it seems as though family is who she's lashing out against the most. Now, I'm not a psychotherapist, but I would take these questions very seriously, because if her abuse is worst with her children and immediate family, it's likely she has a turbulent relationship with her own childhood, which is hugely influenced by our immediate family. I'm not a plateaus guy, but if there is one plateau saying I buy into, it is that hurt people hurt people. And if your sister's mental illness has not been accepted or embraced, both with family and a specialist, that's a major problem because she's not receiving the tools or encouragement necessary to make change in her life. In fact, the friction of not receiving the support or understanding she needs will go beyond stagnating her behavior. It'll only extrapolate it. For example, it seems she's trying to be vulnerable with you lately by reaching out to you these last couple of months and apologizing to you when your father died. These are cries for help. Usually when a loved one dies, the questioning of our own lives that takes place makes it very hard to mute the feelings we need to address. Yours, understandably, was frustration. Hers, perhaps unexpectedly, was regret. She's trying to seek forgiveness, and you're denying her of that, which will not help her change unless she somehow comes to the realization of how deeply she's hurting people. But we really shouldn't bet on that. Now that being said, I am not slapping you on the wrist, because disregarding her attempts to reach out is not necessarily a bad thing on your part, and it's definitely not your responsibility to be her vehicle for change. What's up to you to determine is how many opportunities you're going to give her to say her piece. If you've given her a multitude of opportunities to express herself and be heard lovingly, like she's been asking for recently, but she continually reverts back to patterns of abuse and hostility after you show her compassion, then no, you, you shouldn't keep doing this to yourself. You should hope she finds help and recovers, but you've done all you can do. If, however, when you look back, you realize that you've never accepted her or made an effort to hear where she's coming from, thus perpetuating her behavior, making that effort 
is of vital importance before choosing a life without her. You don't owe her anything, no, but if you feel that you owe yourself peace of mind, you can only come close to achieving that by putting yourself in your sister's shoes, showing her love, and drawing a line in the sand if that love and support is not reciprocated. So that was a question and answer from one of his episodes. I didn't include the intro or outro, just the question and answer portion. It'd mean a lot if you check out and subscribe to that show too. That's Optimal Living Advice. You should be able to find it wherever you're listening to this. Thank you for doing that and your support. It really means a lot, but that should do it for today. So I'll see you tomorrow for the Friday show where your optimal life awaits.